This is a podcast from pension-sprachschule.de. Hello, welcome to the first joint podcast from ufungsgerman.net and pension-sprachschule.de. I'm on the Kupferhammer station in Oberursel. The train has just left. With me is Maria Schipfli from Pensionssprachschule.de and we're taking a walk today to the original Camp King site in the north end of Oberursel. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> a rainy morning, that is. A rainy morning. It's just started raining. We've walked down here and the rain just started. So the first thing we're going to do is leave the station. station was rebuilt a couple of years ago, so we've actually got to cross the tracks to get out. Okay, just cross the road. And we're now at the corner of the Eichwelschenweg. So tell me, where are we? This, this is the edge of Camp King. This is where, how far Camp King went right. towards Oberursel. Well, we see here in this, well, I guess that would be the right-hand corner. We see some of the remaining buildings that are left. Altogether, there are three that are still date back to the time of the American occupation. When, I guess, when did they move out? When did Camp King actually close? Camp, Camp King closed, or the Americans left... Um, was around 1994-95. Okay, that's when the city of Oberursel bought this property, this former exclave, and I think they paid something like 27 million marks, which equals about 14 million... Which 14 million euros. Right. And then which, they... Which is approximately 20 million pounds. Pounds? Wouldn't that be less? Oh, less? It's the other yeah, way. You're right, it's the other 10 way. Million it's about 10 million pounds. Okay, yeah. It's the other way. It's 10 million pounds. Yeah. Or about 20 million dollars. Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else do we have? So what, so what they've done is these, these buildings, this was originally part of the site mm-hmm. that we're looking at. Right. And that was converted by the town. It was converted by the town of Oberursel in, into these flats, um, effectively. Right, right. Flats and a, like a new German settlement. Okay. okay. And they, well, they kept the old name. And uh, they also kept some of the American names for the street names, like Elvis Presley Way, George Marshall Ring, and a couple of others. Okay, and on the right-hand side, this is, this is all original... Buildings. This wasn't ca- so. We're effectively at the perimeter of Camp King right. at the moment. So we've just arrived at the Elvis Presley Way. Mm-hmm. Shall we take a we, left? We go, we'll take left. Okay. And these buildings look newer. The ones right in the centre are new. That's a, a new shopping centre with a pharmacy and a bank, and they built some townhouses around here. Supposedly very cheap and family friendly, but uh, mm, the prices are... The prices aren't that cheap, those houses. (laughs) Basic um, 
house price was about 430,000 yeah. euros. Over, over Arsenal isn't cheap in the first place for, for houses, and these ones are meant, meant to be small for, for new families, and, and they are certainly the sort of price you pay other places here in the area for, for a large house. Right. Yes, it over yeah. Arsenal has its own little bubble economy as far as the <laughs> real estate is concerned. And on the right-hand side, well, first, first we've got what looks like a generating station, mm -hmm. a generating substation, at least, which is fairly much overgrown. Behind that, there's a very colourful building. That's the new kindergarten, I believe, or is that... That's the kindergarten. That's the kindergarten, right? That, that's the kindergarten where Sarah goes. <laughs> okay, so she would know it, right? I know it, I've been in it. Um, that's, the, that's the special kindergarten, they call it integrative. Mm-hmm because the groups are mixed of disabled and able-bodied children. Okay. So each group has a set number of, of or a small number of disabled children, mm -hmm. and has the, um, a higher number of, of uh, people looking after them then. Okay, so I guess yeah, in the American terms we would call that mainstreaming the kids, I suppose, where you... Where, where you mix the, ch the children. Right, right. Yeah. That, that's the idea, that the, the, the children are mixed, there's no big difference. Mm -hmm. My kids are older, I only know this place as the voting place. <laughs> so yeah. I've been here twice. That's true, this is a, this is a, this is a polling station as right. well. Yeah. Okay, so we're walking towards the shops. So tell me, what was Camp King? <coughs> Originally, it was an agricultural school that was somehow started by the university in Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. And uh, then during World War II, uh, it was turned into uh, what they call Dulag, which stands for Durchgangslager, the Luftwaffe. It's kind of like a transit camp where they interrogated pilots or, you know, allied... Airmen. Airmen, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference in between an airman and a pilot? The, the pilot uh, flies the plane. Okay, that's the, the only the, air, but the, the airman, airman is the, uh, the, the crew. generic turn for the rest of the crew. Okay, yeah. that's right. Okay, where they interrogated, um, bombed down uh, airmen, and um, so there was a pretty famous place. It was, I guess, the most famous place of interrogation in all of Europe at that time. And um, they started off, I think, in 1942. They had about 30 interrogators. In 1945, they had an update to like 65. And about 9,000 airmen came through here. Okay. Some were confined in solitary confinement up to 28 days. Mm -hmm. and I think they said that was the hardest thing. Nothing to see, nothing to do. And uh, then after the war, was taken over by the... American military, and they changed it into a military intelligence camp. So they, they basically kept the, the function? They kept all the buildings and the functions. Of course, they, uh, that they added some new functions like, you know, the bowling alley, the hospital, and uh, all the things you need for a little military camp. But it um, was pretty much kept the same. And uh, one important thing to be noted is... Uh, after the war, they interrogated Nazi criminals right mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of strange to think that from my kitchen window, because I live right next to Camp King, I can look out the window and say, Göring was interrogated here. Yeah, yeah one of the things I was reading was that the, a lot of the 
paperwork for the Nuremberg trials was prepared here. Okay. So a lot of the interrogations, that, like you say, that, that mm. took place here, actually led to a, to a lot of the um, evidence given in the Nuremberg trials. Right. The main interrogator, the main prosecutor, was based in Oberursel mm. beforehand. Okay, so we've passed around, around the corner, past the kindergarten, mm -hmm. and this on the right-hand side looks like a school. Mm. What's the name of the school? Ah, that's where it gets interesting. This is a primary school, okay. and until this year it was called Kamping Grundschule. Kamping, yeah. And they've decided to change their name into Grundschule am Eichwäldchen. Why is that? Well, the first thing is they say a German school should have a German name. So, we've just been visited by a dog. <laughs> A big dog? Yeah, I want to step back. <laughs> um, so, even though a lot of the roads here have got English names, or American names, and, and even the area is known by this name, Camp King. The bus station name is Camp King as well. The bus station name is Camp King. Yep. They've decided that they want a German name for German school, and have selected Am Eichwölchen because that's exactly where they are. They are at this place called Eichwölchen, mm -hmm. the road, etc. Um, the other reason they've said the teachers don't feel happy teaching um, primary school children the political history of Camp King. So the things we're talking about today, they say we can't do that with, with primary school children, and it makes it very difficult for the children then to identify with the name mm -hmm. of the school. So that's the reasoning behind it. What we yeah, it's all a very modern settlement with that new school right here, these... Yeah. Townhouses over there, and in front of us we see some half-timbered houses. They are still remaining from that time. Have they been renovated? They've been... Uh, uh, some, as far as I know, have been. Mm -hmm. um, it depends basically what's in them, what they're still used for. But before we get to those houses, we've got another school first. Oh, yeah. Do you know what this one is? No. Okay, this is the Waldorfschule. Ah, that's the Waldorfschule. Okay, okay. I, of course I've passed it, but... So, um, Waldorf, very special way of educating. Mm -hmm. um, for those that don't know, they have, they have a method, as far as I'm aware, that's what I was reading in Wikipedia, they have a method uh, of teaching without using books. Okay. They don't like using textbooks. They do an awful lot with, with board work, mm -hmm. coursework, whatever. But, but like I say, textbooks, <laughs> kindergarten children are just coming past. Oh, yeah. In the background. So happy sounds. So that's a very special type of schooling in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, well, famous comments come from, I've, I've heard uh, famous people who went to Waldorfschule who, mm -hmm. who later have been talking about literature, for example, and they say, I didn't have this, I, didn't, I don't know this book. Oh, yeah. Now, they just don't have the same culture as maybe another German school. Right, they place values on different things, I guess, yeah. running around and building and creativity. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think they also teach, when they do teach the major subjects, they teach him like in a block of three months. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like that, math that, that for three months, me. and German for three months, and uh, yeah, different uh, timetable, so to speak. Okay, what we've just passed, we've just passed this... this oh, that little creek the, here, the, yeah. The creek. Okay, we'll call it the creek. Um, this is actually older. This is older than the, than the settlement. Oh, yeah. So this is actually something that went through in Camp King times, mm -hmm. or even earlier. It actually goes up uh, towards Rosengetsch. Mm -hmm. And 
as far as I'm aware, this almost goes, uh, the, the actual basis of this part of the land goes back to Roman times, because when they were building these houses, they had an archaeological dig on the site first, oh, yeah. and were finding all sorts of uh, broken pottery and stuff that's hmm. you know, 2,000 years old or something like that. Um, they were looking for other things. They were, I think, uh, I've forgotten what I was reading oh, about it. Um, they were looking for a particular grave which was meant to be here somewhere, and okay. couldn't find it. It's meant to be go also sort of Saxon Queen or something. Yeah. But uh, certainly found all this, this pottery. They've been able to date this bit of the area, and, and that is uh, that creek is actually back up to these Roman times. That's a pretty looking house over there. That's pretty. That, that's um, what we would call Fachwerkhuis. That's uh, t- timber framed house. Right. But the timber's been painted, so the normal, normal timber frame that, that I have as an, uh, from English houses is, is literally the brown timber white right. brown plaster. And, white, yeah. mm-hmm. and this, is, this mm. is sort of red and yellow, or red and cream. Mm-hmm. So the, so the question is, what's it for? <laughs> Do you know? Mm, no. No? Okay, I don't know why. <laughs> at I this point... It's a, it's, it's a private residence. It could be now. It's certainly one of the old buildings from Camp King. And it's this sort of area that were then used for, for officers, for some, some solitary confinement. And what we know later, the Americans used for the defectors, that uh, when later from, from the Russian side people were coming across into, uh, using the German border, the inter-German border, uh, they were keeping the prisoners here mm-hmm. um, and gave them a better standard of living up here in the yeah. sort of countryside part of it to encourage them to give out their information. Encourage them to spill even more. Exactly. For a little bit of luxury. I mean, relative luxury. Relative luxury. Yeah. Versus staying in barracks. Yeah, in my hometown, actually, I mean, I grew up with the American military as well, because we had two camps in my hometown, Schweinfurt, mm-hmm. which is in northern Bavaria. And, uh, I mean, I grew up in the 60s, so I always saw these American soldiers coming through our little village in their tanks and... It always turned into quite a fair when they came through because in the 60s, Americans were considered rich, the soldiers were, you know. Back then it was like uh, the exchange rate was really good for them. So when they came through with the tanks, they would throw money to us. Okay. And candy. And I remember holding my first MRE in my hand. I think that's like military ration something. Ketchup out of a tube. Okay. That was really interesting. So... And, uh, yeah, we all, uh, always celebrated when they came in, and we celebrated when they moved out again, <laughs> because it was so noisy. Okay, we're rounding the corner here, at one of the uh, older buildings that's left, which is basically closed full of graffiti. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even say what it is, but there's a notice board on it. Club over Orsel. Ah, yeah. That's a French game. It's a French game, like Bull, yeah. Yeah, like Bull, that's yeah. Right, that's, that's a more familiar term. Although Bull and Patang aren't the same thing. They are? They're not. Oh, okay. They're not. One of the things I learned in French was that they're not. Shall we walk up this way or over there's the Kinder House? That, Let's that go to the Kinder new, House. Um, that's a there's, new institution here? There's reasons for going to the Kinder House. Yeah, I think that's where we'll find something interesting, which has been done by an artist. 
his name is Thomas Kettner, and, uh, well, we'll see and describe it for you. So which is the Kinderhaus? The Kinderhaus, I believe it's right here. Okay. Let's take a look at that sign. And here are the carvings. Ah, yeah, I the carvings. So I've walked mm -hmm. past this so many times and never seen this. I was here like mm, six or seven years ago when the first people started moving in. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like an open house and, you know, with lots of explanations. And I remember walking around here. So this, is, this is something I've been waiting to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is why everything the, the is reversed, like you had explained yeah. earlier, that method of... Yeah, the, sto the story goes that when Camp King had was decided it was going to pull most of the buildings down and rebuild, the um, gymnasium hall had a very nice wooden floor, and this wooden floor was set to be removed. Mm. And so the artist came in, his name was... Thomas Kittner. That was the name. Um, and carved in the floor pictures depicting the history of Camp King. Uh, the motto is, is don't look back there's actually a sign here I've oh seen yeah. the sign there um, and he did this and there was a big exhibition with all the, this floor and then the town said okay this is so good we can't just lose this but we can't keep the floor either um, so they made a concrete mould of the floor which is that what we're now standing on right this, this is the picture and we can actually see here the, in, in the normal way round what it, what it looked like, normal impression, okay. Let's take a quick photo of that. And what we're standing on is then the reverse impression of these buildings. Of I think we're taking a photo, this is going to be very difficult, we'll take a portion of it. Right. <laughs> take the building with the POW on it. Let's see how that works out at home. So this is the bit I wanted to see. <laughs> I actually believe... I was there the day they had like an, that open house mm -hmm. when this floor was still in the gymnasium. In the gymnasium? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, let's think about, yeah, it's 12 years ago. 12 years ago? It must be, it must be about 90, 1995. Mm. Possibly. Yeah. So. So, so what? else is there up here? Is there anything? Uh, we, we've noticed these houses up here. I've always known this area as just officers' houses. These are the officers' houses, yeah. This is, the, this, is this part, the officers' houses, and like I say, the defectors' houses. Mm -hmm. Now, I've seen pictures of, of British and French officers, uh, prisoners' officers, mm -hmm. uh, being taken for walks in the woods, and they, they obviously lived up here. And again, to, to motivate them to speak a bit more freely, the interrogation wasn't always the, the, how shall I put it, the, the traditional cliché room with a lamp. Right. They took them on walks, so they, they just take them for a walk in the woods here. There's so many, many woods here on the way out to Oberstetten. Mm -hmm. um, and would just chat with them and would hope in the course of these chats to get information. Yeah, some interrogations were done in a rather subtle way, using more of a psychological yeah. approach. And, of course, I mean, I'm sure there was some torture too, but they were not that often, I believe. There was one famous interrogator, I think almost everybody loved him. His name was Hans Schaaf, 
after the war, he moved into California, and somebody published a book about him called The Interrogator. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, describing his technique, I guess, in his book, and who he was, and what he stood for. And uh, he was actually almost well-liked by the inmates. And I think, I seem to remember, he was very successful as well. He was very <laughs> successful, that's right. They, they liked him and, and talked to him. And he said sometimes he, he held these interrogations, but you could hardly hear him, you know. It, it was just sort of atypical from what we hear. And I did talk to a friend of mine the other day, and she said, yeah, when... About 30 years ago, her then-boyfriend used to bring her here to take her to the movies. So, but she had to show her passport, of course, because you're stepping on American soil mm -hmm. at that time. And uh, yeah, they visited the bowling alley and you know, all these facilities they had. We're going to have a loud background noise at the moment. Oh, it's going. <laughs> well, I'm glad they are at work. Good for the economy. Very nice up here. Very German looking though. The, the houses, are be, the, even the new houses are being built in a style that they actually look as if they, they fit in. They've, right. they've got the how should I say, old, old style type of windows, roofs and things, even if it's modern, uh, modern materials. Which is completely different to what's on our left, which is basically yeah. new, right. <laughs> modern. It looks very 90s over here, versus yeah. that style. And what I think is even worse is, is, the, is the small houses at Camp King, mm -hmm. which are basically blocks. Right. They're blocks with balconies. Yeah, and not much greenery there, where back here, mm -hmm. it looks ingrown, yeah. and nice big well, they trees. Have, they, have, they have gardens going around the outside, whereas in Camp King, the garden is basically a square at the back. Right. Which everybody can look into as they go to the shops. That's true. Look at that nice stone walls. It really looks very quaint back here. And they're still working, as we hear. Okay, before it gets too loud. Yeah, Let, let's stop here, let's not go okay. around the corner. All right, we'll, well, we'll there's a sign too. Kind of in the middle, right? So, <laughs> I guess it goes for us here. Around first. So we'll start walking back. One of the interesting things, one of the other interesting photos that I've seen mm -hmm. is the um, Kupferhammer where we, where we started at the train. Is, uh, there's a very nice photo, which I'll try and link to, mm -hmm. which has the prisoners getting on the train to go to the next stop. So they've been here, they've been interrogated, they're going to the next stop. So the prisoners were obviously brought um, on the train to Overursel mm -hmm. and came up from the central station on the tram up to Kupferhammer and then walked across the road and in, into the site. Oh. And, and this is a fascinating picture to see of the, these old, this old tram and like I say, the, the station as it was 60 years ago, and the prisoners getting on this train. Is that the same train line that was established in 1899? That's, the, sa that's the same train line. Okay, coming up to the, the Hormark. Going up to Hormark, mm -hmm. um, as a tram, electric tram, in the, in the years we're talking about. And uh, it's certainly fascinating, if you, when you've lived here, and you've only ever seen the, the orange and green U-bahns, mm, to see right. the, these trams on the track, and, and particularly how the stations looked that long ago. That's a topic for another podcast. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so to finish off, 
tell me about the site. You've got a new homepage. Oh yeah. www.pension-sprachschule.de. Right. Spell that, Sprachschule. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> S-P-R-A-C-H-S-C-H-U-L-E. Okay, if you're listening to this via Pension Sprachschule, you'll know that. If you're listening via allthingsgerman.net, you've now got the address. There's also a link on allthingsgerman.net on the blog on the right-hand side. And okay. so what, what's the idea behind the homepage? Okay, I decided to get that homepage. When was it? About two months ago. Because mm-hmm. I had so many inquiries for um, making teacher referrals. People would ask me if I could recommend a good teacher or a lot of... For English? Well, for any kind of language. Actually, okay. Because they know, most people, well, my friends know that I study Italian, I study Korean, I speak English, I speak some French. So they know I'm a bit of a linguistic or want to be linguistic. And uh, so people would always come to me for advice or help them to find a teacher. And the other thing was, being a private teacher myself, I often was asked to make book recommendations for parents or neighbors, for anybody. Mm-hmm. So this is what I decided to do, just trying to consolidate all my knowledge with what I have so far okay. and uh, put it on the homepage and basically tell people to visit my homepage so if they want to have more information. We've got books on there specifically for learning languages. Mostly for learning languages, but also I make book recommendations for general books, like, you know, Pulitzer Prize winner, like A Hundred mm-hmm. Years of Solitude by uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I mean, anything that I find interesting or uh, find worth reading, yeah. Okay, and, and there's t- there's, so there's teachers on there. I can find a teacher for a language. Yeah, for I can find a book. Right. Um, interesting links. I put some language links on there as well. Okay, and, uh, and quotes. Yeah, I, I do love quotes because I, I, I love philosophy and I, uh, yeah, I guess it's important to me, yeah. Okay, so what, what sort of quotes can we expect there? What's ah, Schopenhauer, um, oh gosh, who else have I put on there? Schopenhauer Os- comes Oscar Wilde is fairly prominent. Oh yes, I started off with Oscar Wilde because I do love his writing and I do recommend the book <laughs> Dorian Gray, the picture of Dorian Gray and... Um, uh, that's who I started off with, and of course, um, you know, like... So the difference between the two sites, just to, to explain this, is if you're thinking of coming to Germany, you want to know how to get here, you want to know where to live, how to find a job, that's allthingsgerman.net, and if you're here, you want to know how to learn a language? Yeah, any kind. What, German, English? Yeah, German, everything is included. Or, or you're here on a, on a placement, you want to teach English, or you've got to teach English in a school and you need uh, resources, that's another thing. Right. The site will be useful for that's then Ponzio 